Hey everyone, it's Noe here, and again, I'm super excited to be sharing another chapter of my Guatemala story from my mission trip this past summer, in the summer of 2018. And so, let's get going with Wednesday, July 18th, 2018. Laboring for Jesus, Part 2 Another early morning for me and Scott. We were both up by 6 o'clock. I went and walked by the pool and sat down to read the word. The bees were bothering me, so I went to the hut and sat by the head of the table. I turned to read what I was basing my devotion on. 1 John 3.1 See what great love the Father has given us that we should be called His children. And we are. What great love! The team slowly arrived to our table. We had breakfast and got ready for a new day. Our adopted team member, Thomas, was joining us today. Thomas was spending two weeks in Guatemala. He came by himself, and he didn't come with a group. What an honor for us to have Thomas join us. The group made its way to the warehouse to pack food bags. The assignment for the morning? Pack 335 bags of food. Each food bag consisted of two actual bags, so we technically had to pack 670 food bags. I was in the assembly line with Cassidy, Tim, Craig, and Olivia. We worked for about an hour, and then Scott called a break. Our breaks were full of dancing. If there was one song that would describe this mission trip, it would be the church clap. I must have heard that song a thousand times. During one of our breaks, an elderly man came to the warehouse and joined in on the church clap. Scott and Miss Rebecca even got involved with the teens. We got back to work on the food bags afterwards. The last hour and a half felt like three to four hours to me. We were in the same warehouse as the team was on Monday, so there was no ventilation, and it was very hot. We finally finished packing the bags, and then throughout the packing process, Scott and I took turns filming videos for VBS 2019. We even filmed a video to show in the worship service at Gardendale later that night. We all got in a line and loaded up the two containers full of food bags to give to in Antenbrom. It was around 12.30 when we finally finished and headed up to lunch. We ate and then grabbed our water bottles. We headed up to the site where part of the team had been on Monday, helping build and level the foundation of a church building. Today, we would be mixing and pouring concrete. The concrete mixing would take place at the top of the hill. A foiled tin sheet would then be used as a chute to send the concrete down. Some of the team members mixed the concrete. Others were at the bottom of the hill catching the concrete in buckets and pouring it. My task was to grab the empty buckets and line them up to Tiffany, who was filling them up. The other guys would grab the buckets and pour. I started feeling a little lightheaded, so I took a break and drank a Powerade. I gave myself about 30 minutes to rest and rehydrate. I noticed that Tim, Scott, Sarah B, and Ashley had left. They would be meeting their sponsor child today. We continued to work all afternoon, but it was hard. It was hard because the lead builders would tell us to do one thing and then do something completely different. And to be honest, the team was getting frustrated because of this. It was getting later in the day, and the concrete floor 
had to be laid today. I was a bit frustrated that I couldn't be much help, so I decided to go to the sponsor child meeting and see if I could capture some special moments on video. What are the odds that a sponsored child gets to meet their sponsor? It's a very rare occurrence. I found Maggie by the pool and asked her if she knew where the sponsor child meeting was. She told me it was on the other side of the pool and that she would walk with me there. We arrived underneath a beautiful hut with a straw roof. I immediately saw Scott, Ashley, Tim, and Sarah B. I went in closer and everyone was very happy to see me. Even the translator. Now she didn't have to now she didn't have to translate four different conversations. I could take on two of those. I ended up translating for Scott and Ashley. I got my camera out and started capturing moments of their time together. Every person had brought gifts for their sponsor child. I translated a conversation with Scott and a precious girl about eight to ten years old. Scott told her about his life back in America, but also about his family. He pulled out his phone and showed pictures of his entire family. And he even FaceTimed with his daughter, Macy. Macy was in Toronto, Canada, serving and doing mission work there in the summer. What made this conversation so cool was that the person Macy was rooming with spoke Spanish too. I knew Scott was in good hands, so I went to the table Tim and Sarah B were at. Tim's life group of teenagers from GFBC had actually helped sponsor a child. They had sponsored a boy around the age of 13. Tim and the translator and the family of the child were all having a conversation. Sarah B's sponsored child was around 14 years old. He loved to color and draw, so Sarah had brought lots of coloring utensils and canvases to draw on. Not to take away anything from the other three, but the bond Ashley had with her sponsored child looked to me like it was just an extra special bond. Ashley had been looking forward to this day for months. She had met her sponsored child when she was one, and now her sponsored child was three years old. Ashley showered her with many gifts, from clothes to school supplies to even a doll. The girl's mom was very young. Apparently she had become a mother at the age of 15. Ashley was able to FaceTime with her mom back in America and shared the moment. All the families of the children were there, siblings and moms. The time was getting close to say goodbye. The sponsors, sponsored children, and their families took a walk by the pool towards where the wild animals were. At the Hope of Life campus, Carlos had apparently rescued some wild animals and brought them to live at Hope of Life. These animals include a Bengal tiger, a leopard, a lion, deer, peacocks, and even a crocodile. I could tell this would be a very emotional part for Ashley. As we were walking to see the animals, I asked her what the moment meant to her. Her response was, it means everything. What great love. It was a picture-perfect afternoon. Everyone enjoyed watching the animals. As the group walked down a pathway, I went further ahead and started walking backwards with my camera pointed towards them. I caught this beautiful image of Scott and Ashley holding hands with their two precious sponsored children. How can someone you don't know show that much love for you? What great love!
The time had come to say the final goodbyes. Scott took the last few moments to take pictures with his sponsor child and her family. Ashley embraced her child as she wept silently, with tears sliding down her cheeks. Tim had gathered his sponsored child and his family and prayed over them. Sarah B. also took time to get some pictures. The families boarded the bus and left, to the, and left the Hope of Life campus. I went up and gave Ashley a hug as she was in tears. I too had tears in my eyes. I'm not an emotional person. When it comes to sad situations or something similar, I honestly don't know how to react. It's something I don't have to deal with a lot. It was close to 5 o'clock when Scott, Tim, and I got back to our room. It had been a physically exhausting day. We laid in our beds and talked about the week. Mr. Craig joined us after a while. At around 5.30, Tim gets an, or got a notification that GFBC's Wednesday night service was about to begin. All the guys tuned in to Tim's phone to watch the service. Tanner and Roy, some of our music, uh, some of our music and communications people, do a great job leaving the music as always. Brother Mark then came up to welcome everybody. Craig suggested that we call Brother Mark and see if his phone would go off after what he had done to us on Sunday. That would have been funny. Brother Mark then showed some pictures that the team had sent him. It showed us making the food bags and giving out the shoes. And then he also showed a video that I had made while packing the food bags. During the video, I explained what went into the bags and how long they would last a family. After that, we walked up to get ready for dinner. Apparently, the rest of the group had been live streaming GFBC service too and saw all the pictures and videos. We had a great dinner and then about 15 minutes until devotion. After a day like today, I needed to get a message. And, and after that, after we had our devotion, I needed to get into the pool. I went to our room and put on shorts to get into the pool after devotion, and we all met by the fire pit to get ready. Tonight, Harrison would lead the, the devotion. God's Spirit was truly speaking through Harrison. His message was impactful. After the devotion, we went around saying our wow moments from the day. Ashley, Maggie, and Olivia felt called to do a minor in Spanish. Sarah C. had gotten out of her comfort zone and prayed for the elderly. Cassidy felt led to work with children. I shared my appreciation towards our teenagers. They encouraged me so much seeing their fire for Jesus. We finished off by praying, and then the teenagers and I went off to the pool. I went to the spring that had uh, that shot water down on people's back, and it felt so good. I stayed under that spring for about 10 to 15 minutes. The rest of the teenagers got in the pool, and we played ultimate volleyball. Scott, Sarah C., Ashley, Olivia, and I were on one team. Sarah B., Harrison, Cassidy, and Maggie were on another team. Our team easily won. Tiffany joined us as we were getting ready to play Ninja. Harrison had been undefeated all week long. Would this be the night that he was finally defeated? 
I was beside Sarah C. and Scott. We had a blast playing, even though I wasn't too good at it. Tiffany, a rookie in the game, finally defeated Harrison. Then Maggie defeated Harrison. Even Pastor Scott got a win against Harrison. We then went inside to get rest. It had been a tough and emotional day, but the brunt of the emotion was still to come.